0: hello and thank you for tuning into the evening standard of the d1t in five for friday december 22nd let's jump into today's top stories florida state has filed a legal complaint against the acc as part of a first step to eventually leave the conference FSU outside counsel David C. Ashburn, during this morning's trustees' meeting, laid out the school's case and described the ACC's withdrawal penalty structure of $572 million and the league's grant of rights as a violation of Florida statutes and, unenforceable. As for the GOR itself, FSU attorneys say they do not possess fully executed copies of the document as schools are not allowed to photograph or reproduce the GOR verbatim, however. The school does have unexecuted copies of the 2013 G.O.R. and 2016 amendment it obtained from the Internet, per Yahoo's Ross Dellinger, who adds, The legal filing sets in motion a litigation process by which the school will have the opportunity to gather information and actual copies of agreements, Ashburn told. Board members The action, he hopes, will bring meaningful discussion with the conference. Most of the ire at the board meeting was directed at three fronts, the ACC's lack of transparency around the grant of rights document, FSU's being left out of the college football playoff, which board members say did not spur this action but might have accelerated it, and the mismanagement, by the ACC's previous administration around its television contract. Seminole's AD Michael Alford said, this isn't a relationship issue. It's a math problem. Dellinger also points out the legal move is not expected to serve as a notice of departure to the ACC. Any departure from the ACC would be more than a year away. FSU is guaranteed to compete in the ACC in the next academic year and would have to notify the conference by August 15, 2024, if it wanted to leave in time to compete elsewhere in the 2025 football season. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips and Virginia President-slash-Board of Directors Chair Jim Ryan's response, in part reads, Florida State's decision to file action against the conference is in direct conflict with their long-standing obligations and is a clear violation of their legal commitments to the other members of the conference. As a league, we are proud of the successes of our student-athletes and that the ACC has won the most NCAA national championships over the past two and a half years while also achieving the highest graduation success and academic performance rates among all FBS conferences. So it is especially disappointing that FSU would choose to pursue this unprecedented and overreaching approach we are confident that the grant of rights, which has been honored by all other universities who signed similar agreements, will be affirmed by the courts and the conference's legal counsel will vigorously enforce the agreement in the best interests of the ACC's current and incoming members. The ACC proactively filed a complaint against Florida State yesterday in which it notes that in signing the grant of rights, FSU explicitly agreed that it would not take any action or permit any action to be taken by others subject to its control that would affect the validity and enforcement of the grant of rights. Florida State now intends to breach its contractual obligations not to challenge the validity or enforceability of the grant of rights, to breach its promise that its grant was irrevocable and exclusive, to intentionally violate the warranties of the ESPN agreements, and to challenge the grant of rights under which it has accepted hundreds of millions of dollars over the last decade. Consequently, the ACC seeks a declaration that the grant of rights signed by Florida State in 2013 and 2016 is valid and enforceable and that Florida State is equitably stopped from challenging the validity or enforceability of the grant of rights. The NCAA yesterday sent guidance to its members stating that football players entering the transfer portal this fall are eligible to play immediately at their new school next year even if they are transferring for a second time or more, per Yahoo's Ross Dellinger. The transfers, however, are subject to any academic eligibility standards required for a competition that may be developed or modified for the 2024-25 academic year. The guidance was part of a Q&A sent to members says specifically, it is not certain at this time whether the preliminary injunction will remain in effect during the 2024-25 season, however, as long as the undergraduate student-athlete transfers to another Division I institution during the 2023-24 academic year, the student-athlete will not be subject to Bylaw 14.5.5.1 during the 2024-25 academic year. The student-athlete would still be subject to any academic eligibility standards required for competition that may be developed or modified for the 2024-25 academic year. Nebraska AD Trev Alberts believes college football leaders need to take a holistic vision of the sport and reform it, explaining on his monthly radio show, everything must be on the table. No matter how radical of an idea that you can think of or hear of, I think now is the time to examine everything. The NCA, he adds, will have emergency legislation to vote on at next month's convention. Albert said, it's an effort for the NCA to say, is it time for us to expand benefits to student-athletes, including economic benefits? That's really what we're talking about. So it'll be interesting to see how the membership responds to that. And then I think the response after that will be important to a few schools. Because we're in challenging times. And we've got to think differently we've got to be more nimble and we've got to adapt and change the status quo is not working thank you for tuning in to the evening standard of the d1t in five for friday december 22nd we'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning